Riverside Healthcare puts the health and wellness information you need well within reach. Hello, listeners, and thank you for tuning in to the Well Within Reach podcast brought to you by Riverside Healthcare. I'm your host, Liz Healy, and joining me today is Shauna Teske, who is an advanced practice nurse in family medicine with our Riverside Medical Group. Thanks for joining us today, Shauna. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to be an advanced practice nurse practitioner? Yeah, so I used to work in pediatrics at St. Louis Children's Hospital, and I love treating children. And after I had my own child, I decided to move back to this area. And while working here, I decided to go back to school, further my education, and kind of get a background in all ages. Okay, cool. So working with children, something that I know I've heard from my sister-in-law talking when she had her kids is RSV. So it's something that's very prevalent, especially during the fall time as we move into winter. Can you tell us a little bit about what RSV is and maybe some symptoms that might appear? Yeah, absolutely. So RSV is an acute respiratory illness. It is a very snotty and mucusy illness. <laughs> so you are definitely going to see a runny nose, a cough with that. Sometimes that mucus is so thick that there's vomiting that comes along with it and children don't want to eat because of it. Trouble breathing and wheezing might come with that as well. Okay, so it sounds kind of gross and like there's a lot of liquids that might need to be cleaned yes, up. Yes. <laughs> so I assume with it being kind of a virus that it's wildly contagious. Yes, is that correct? very contagious. Yes. Okay. So how is it spread then? It is actually spread through mucus. So any nasal drainage, discharge from the mouth or even the eyes. Okay. Wow. Through the eyes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's most likely to be at risk to contract this virus? Yeah. So any age can actually get this virus, but the most at risk are infants younger than six months of age. Okay. So even myself as someone in my late 20s, I could even contract RSV. Correct. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. If kids have it and the parents contract it, have you seen it go through a whole household? We have. I've had a patient who had it and got it from siblings from school. Then the younger sibling got it and then dad got it. Oh, wow. Yes. So it can <laughs> just really bring down a whole household real fast. Yes. Oh, that's kind of scary. Yes, it is. Why is it considered to be so serious when a young child is diagnosed, like an infant? Yeah, so infants, they're a lot smaller. So you got to think about it. Their airways are smaller, their lungs are smaller. And so when they have all that thick mucus, they have a harder time clearing it. So sometimes that can kind of trap in their airway and cause breathing issues because they can't clear that mucus like older adults can with coughing or blowing their nose. So when that happens, sometimes infants can aspirate a little bit of that mucus. They can get pneumonia end up in the hospital or even need some extra oxygen support. Okay, so you touched on it. So hospitalization is a possibility. Correct, yes. Okay, so are there complications that can come can it grow into something else? So if it gets aspirated and it becomes pneumonia, it can be a little more difficult to treat. At that point, it could just be a viral pneumonia that you have to just wait its course and treat symptoms. But it could become bacterial depending on what else has gotten into their lungs when that's happened and need IV antibiotics. And then some kids even need to be intubated because their lungs are taking such a hit on the disease. Okay. So are there long-term side effects of it? The long-term side effects is anybody can get it again and again. So I guess that's not really a long-term side effect, but yes, it can harm the lungs. And so anytime like respiratory season or different seasons come up, they can have a harder hit because their lungs are already damaged from the RSV. However, the damage isn't like a long-term complication though. Okay. Okay. Yes. 
So if you get it, are you more likely to get it again? I don't think there's really a difference in that. I think it just depends on who's in your household, if you're going to daycare, things like that, different access points to get it. But I have had somebody that had it and or a month later had it again. And it wasn't the same RSV virus. It was a, a new virus. You know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Since RSV is a virus, I assume you can't use antibiotics no. for it. No, so you can't. how would you treat it? So RSV, you just treat the symptoms. So again, it's a very snotty virus. So lots of nasal suctioning if the child's too young to blow their nose, blowing their nose if they're old enough, hand washing, no kissing, sharing utensils, things like that that can spread the virus. When you do the suctioning, sometimes for little kids, because it's so thick, it, you can't get that nasal drainage out that we use the saline drops to kind of loosen up some of that mucus before we suction. Fluids, rest, humidifier, Tylenol, ibuprofen as needed. Okay, so you kind of touched on a few of the steps you can take to prevent it, yes. but are there any types of like medications or vaccines or shots or anything? Yeah, so no actual medications prescribed for RSV, but there is, it's not really considered a vaccine, but it's an injection that children can get. There are certain criteria you have to meet to get it typically being a preemie having lung disease or chronic heart disease, but it's called Synergis. And during RSV season, you would actually get the injection once a month through the whole season to help prevent that. Okay. So that's good to know if you do have a child that is more prone to respiratory issues yes. that to talk to your providers Correct. about that. So I know another respiratory illness that's huge in the headlines is covid are there some complications that come with COVID and RSV? Can you have both at the same time? So you can definitely have both at the same time, but we haven't really been seeing a lot of complications of both of them or like COVID making it worse for RSV and vice versa. However, because of the mask mandates, the social distancing and everything related to COVID, we weren't really seeing RSV for a little bit. And then when things got a little more relaxed and you could start going out more and not wear your mask in public, then we started seeing RSV earlier in the season than we typically would. Okay. So what times a year do we normally see RSV? Yeah. So usually it starts in the spring and kind of goes through winter and fall. So it does have a large time frame, but we started seeing it in the summer. Okay. So yeah. that's definitely it changes yes. a little bit of the, yes. the planning for it. Is there anything else you would like to add, Shauna? Yeah. So RSV tends to be worse on day five. So you think about the start of symptoms. Day five should be the worst. So if you can kind of get through that day five, it should start to get better from there. Lasts up about to two weeks like any other virus typically does. And children under the age of one are most likely to get RSV. But again, it is a virus of all ages. So make sure you're washing your hands, wearing your mask, refraining from kissing, suctioning often, and keeping your little ones hydrated. Perfect. Thank you so much for giving us all this valuable information, kind of filling us in what RSV is. And thank you listeners for tuning in to the Well Within Reach podcast with Shauna Teske, the NP, an advanced practice nurse with our Riverside Medical Group, and your host, Liz Healy. Are you looking for a primary care provider? Riverside has over 40 primary care providers to choose from, including Shauna. Find a provider that fits your needs at myriversidedocs.com or by calling 855-404-DOCS. Again, that number is 855-404-3627. Thank you.